Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. His 40s are 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. Guten Tag, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Joshua. And today, we will be counting down... Actually, we won't be counting down. Actually, we will be counting down songs from the Billboard Hot 100, except it won't be from this year. Ooh. <laughs> what year will it be? Well, Josh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, because we are, this is a, basically going to be our New Year's episode. Uh, and because of that, we were thinking, hey, wouldn't it be fun to do a bunch of songs about New Year's? But then we were like, nah, that'd be kind of boring. <laughs> so yeah. instead of that, we decided to go back uh, two decades and decided to do all Hot 100 songs from the year 1999. <clears throat> when New Year's really mattered. <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> Shit almost went down. Yeah, I mean, so as a prelude to this episode, do you remember where you were when uh, the year 2000 dropped and you were like, we might all die? Yes. Did you have that feeling or were you pretty chill about it? Okay, so I did I did have a little bit of that feeling, even though my parents were like not worried. They were like, no, these people are crazy. <laughs> but I still had that feeling a little bit. Uh-huh. And then... I didn't have it as much because my dad called the East Coast because they're three hours ahead. Oh, that's smart. And so he called our family and he's like, hey, like, shit's okay, right? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's really funny. So he told me that and I was like, okay, it's probably fine then. Or is it? Or is it, yeah. Or have they all been take, already taken over by the robot overlords? Exactly. <laughs> Dude, uh, so funny story. My family was all like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then yeah. it happened and we were all like, okay, sweet. But I definitely had a friend growing up. Uh, this was, I would have been in, oh man, I would have been 9 or 10, right? Because I was born in 88. Let's do the math. So I would have been turning 12? 11. 11. And, um... I had a friend whose parents were literally stockpiling their attic with dry food. Yeah. Like, I, I knew people who did that and water. Yeah. Just yeah. straight up. Which actually made me feel better because I was like, well, if shit goes down, I guess I'm just going to my buddy's house and we're all going to hang out. I'm going to have some canned beans. Yeah, exactly. Lots of Top Ramen. Um, P.S. Is that weird how, like canned foods can last forever even though there's technically liquid in them like that seems weird it seems like a miracle of science i know (laughs) it's like a space so airtight no bacteria could ever get into it no it's deep i know (laughs) i know it's trippy man (laughs) anyway uh before we get too far into the existential dread um let's kick this episode off josh what are we going to be consuming tonight um, does it say bass or bass? Uh, it says bass or bass. I'm not oh, sure which cool. one. <laughs> oh, it's kind of dark in here. Uh, we do all our episodes in complete darkness. It's true. We actually light candles <laughs> to make this, the mood a little bit more. Uh, uh, I've never heard of this. The world's the world's first pale ale, the first pale ale ever from the world. Okay, right. And this is from this is from the fine land of. Oh, of England. Nice. Okay. It's an English beer. Seems chill. Um, so this is interesting for the viewers. I'm just silently reading. <laughs> yeah, what are you reading? Um, okay, so in 1875, uh, they apply 
Okay, this is stupid. Never mind. <laughs> it's just like, and this year they applied to be trademarked. Oh. And it's like, okay. And you're like, sweet, but I'm drinking a beer, right? Yeah. So, cool, man. Uh, it looks like these do require bottle openers. So we'll have to do that. Oh, yeah, don't you like to see that cool mist floating at the top? Oh, of the I bottle. do. It's a beautiful thing. The cool mist. <laughs> The cool steam of of seductive beering. Oh, yes. it smells good. Mm, it does. Well, salute. Salute. Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy New Year's. Oh, no, I didn't turn my phone off. Oh, what a dick. What a narc. <laughs> what a narc. Um, That's when Seth learned that Josh was actually an undercover agent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No tricky. Yeah. Oh no. Um, it's like a, this smells like the best years of my life. It actually tastes really good. I'm down with this. Yeah, I'm super down. I'm, I'm good with this. I've never seen this beer anywhere else. So when I saw it at the store down the way, I was like, I should get that, and I'm glad I did. So let's kick this episode off right here uh, and go to the completely random and completely not uh, just me listing off uh, sound effects with my voice uh, year randomizer chart so Josh I'm going to spin the wheel randomizer you tell me when to stop and then my finger will move and then you tell me when to stop again okay you ready yeah stop okay and finger. Uh, looks like Stay the Same by Joey McIntyre is our first <laughs> song tonight. Uh, huh. Uh, this sounds very questionable. Uh, that sounds highly questionable. <laughs> Joey McIntyre, huh? All right. You've never heard of him, right? I've definitely never okay. heard of Joey. Have We've, you heard of him? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, let's just make sure we both don't know who this guy is. Stay the Same. All right. Well, uh, oh, and for the record, it's number uh, 92 on the yeah. Chart. We're scraping the bottom, so, bottom of the barrel on this one. Starting off fresh. <laughs> let's, let's see what we got here, huh? Wow. Um, so there's a new kid on the block. Yeah, apparently. His name is Joey McIntyre. Um, that's actually not a joke. He was actually New Kids on the Block, we learned, prior yeah. to taping this. Um, wow. I, you know, I had something that I was going to say, <laughs> but then the second key change that happened completely <laughs> made me lose my train of thought. No, it was awesome. And Damn. Then, like, there's this dramatic leading lead up to something, and then Seth's like, key change, and it did change keys. <clears throat> and then we're like, that was cool. And then, like, three, four, I mean, like, eight measures later, another key change, more passion, and Seth's like, oh, a second key change. <laughs> if there's another one, I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> I was like, you don't have a license yeah. for three key changes in one song. You can't. You got to be in, like, a restricted zone for that. Um, okay, well, young, young Joey McIntyre uh, bringing... Bringing the thunder, the key changes, the the fucking choirs, the the wind chimes, bringing it all. Lots of wind <clears throat> chimes. 
At the end, the wind chimes were like stereo movement across <laughs> like left and right speaker. Dude, I wonder if there was two of them and someone was just like taking like w- their right hand and like going with one and their left hand and going with the other. <laughs> so it was like a continuous wind chime yeah. effect. Wow. Um, okay, well, let's try let's try and break the song ju- song down. I can't even talk. That's what happens when you hear two key changes in one song. Let's try oh, to yeah. talk about this uh, objectively here. How was the uh, how was the production on the song? To me, it sounded like karaoke. Yeah, like, for sure. Karaoke is great for karaoke, but for like sit down and listening to a song, like you don't want your backing track to sound like that sterile and like plastic. Yeah, yeah it kind of sounded like. Uh, it sounded like it was kind of slapped together sort of quickly. Maybe that's why it sounded It sounds like, like every single thing you hear was played on, like, a 95 Yamaha synthesizer. <laughs> like yes. Everything. DIY. Yes. It's, like, so clean and, like, yeah. Yeah. Now, the only thing that I would say... Except, I mean, except for the wind chimes. Right. Those were real. <laughs> the wind chimes were definitely <laughs> those real. Are real. Um... That just makes me imagine somebody like on a keyboard, on a keyboard, be like, "Okay, sweet, we just got that wind chime patch," and they literally like take their finger and just like do like a roll down the keyboard, and it makes the wind chime <laughs> yeah. noise. Um, you know, I will say that Joey McIntyre's voice was pretty great. I have no complaints of, against it. Yeah. It was just that the song was 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 very it was it was almost <clears throat> cloyingly sweet. I mean, okay, honestly, his voice is good, I guess, but it was sort of, like, vanilla boring for me. Yeah, it didn't really do a lot. It kind of was like, yes, I am a voice that can sing and do falsetto. Yeah. Or not falsetto, uh, vibrato, I mean. What did you say before that? Oh, it was, like, too sweet? Yeah, the, I feel like the lyrics were, like, very... They were... They sounded like... Like a sixth grade girl wrote them. <laughs> yes. Like, which is nothing wrong with a sixth grade girl writing things, and like, some write probably great things, but. Yeah. But it just sounded like very simple in general, and like, you're just starting to write, and you don't really. You don't really write details or like specific things. You like, you just try to copy like the pop songs you hear on the radio. Right. It kind of sounds like Baby's first pop song, right? Yeah. Um, and to that end, I mean, it's a sentiment that's been said many times before. Like, I wouldn't change a thing about you. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like there's something kind of, kind of, not dark, but there's something sort of like backhanded about like, I hope you stay the same forever. (laughs) You know? I mean, I guess. It's possible. Is that kind of weird to say? I I read it as just like, oh, he's trying to be nice. And I didn't didn't get like a dark undertone, but I can kind of see that. It could, like, you could karaoke that song with that, and that would be like, make the song more interesting. I'm kind of just like extending the metaphor way too far. But um, I think it would be funny if someone interpreted that was like, wow, uh, way to not be uh, progressive and. positive to change you just want me to stay this way forever yeah. buddy especially if it's a 16 year old that wrote it I mean who wants to stay 16 forever uh not I yeah I mean 16 was f- well it wasn't that fun for me 
I feel like the years directly after it, like 17 and 18, were pretty awesome. But like 16 was like, eh. I was writing a song about how it was like, it's like a, uh, it's like on the one hand, it's like personal and real. But on the other hand, because I'm older, it's like totally just laughing at how shitty my life was when I was 15. Okay. Yeah. Damn. But uh, I need to finish that because I started it and I was like, damn, this is really good. But then I was just working on other things. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. Yeah. Be fun. Uh, Well, should we move on? Uh, Is there much more to say about this song? There's no more that needs to be said. Basically, just imagine that like... He's lucky we reviewed it. He barely made it. He's like 92. Get out of here. Yeah. The fact that this charted, though, is kind of impressive. It might be because he was... It might be because he was a member of of Kids on the... Or, wait. What was it? New Kids on the Block? Yeah. So maybe just his name alone made people want to listen to it. It feels like a very, like, holiday Christmassy song. No, maybe it's because of the wind chimes. (laughs) I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, anyway, I think I'm ready to move on. Let's see what else we can, we can cook up here. Joey McIntyre. Joey McIntyre. Joey McIntyre. I wonder what the rest of New Kids on the Block did. It's weird, like, saying his name or three times, I just had this, like, weird <laughs> vision of him, like, being in third grade and some teacher being like, Joey McIntyre. Oh, yeah. Stop doing that. And he's like, oh, sorry, teacher. Sorry, teacher. I was just writing the next number one hit single. <laughs> he probably like, did write it when he was in third Oh, grade. Joey. Well, I bet with, with New Kids on the Block, I mean, I am very not familiar with New Kids on the Block, so I'm not one to talk. But I have a feeling that they had a bunch of hits, which made people like them, which made them popular. Um, yeah, I also don't know anything about them. Like, other than that I've heard them, heard heard of them. Should I slash we listen to New Kids on the Block sometime? Do you think that's, like, a part of musical, the musical zeitgeist that we should consider? It's probably worthy of listening to, like, their five top Spotify songs. Yeah. Just, like, hear the hits. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what they, I don't even know what they sound like. I mean, I'm assuming they're a boy band. Yeah, they're a boy band. Were they, like, the first boy band? I don't know. I know nothing. Very little about them. Damn. I'd like to learn more. But for tonight, unless if they have another top hit song in 1999, we will not be covering it. We need not pay heed. <laughs> uh, Josh, the wheel is back. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. And tell me finger when to stop. Oh. Oh, we've chosen a juicy one. <laughs> Do you see what my finger's pointing I'm to, Josh? I'm now. Shania Twain. Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. Ooh, that sounds sexy. Oh. Oh, you don't even know the half of it. I actually have not heard it, so... You haven't heard? Oh, I am... I don't think I have. We're in for a treat tonight, because <laughs> this song... This song's about to make you feel like a woman. Oh. I bet you. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I might actually, when we when we listen to this, I might actually pull up the music video. I thought you were going to say you might actually take your shirt off. <laughs> listen, I'm not. I thought that's where it was No going. promises, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He's like slowly but surely starting but yeah. <laughs> no, not slowly. I mean, you'll hear the song and it's not gonna be slow. It's gonna be quick. Yeah. And in a single it's motion. Like, I'd like, be like vibing out on the song, then I look over and you're just like shirtless. <laughs> I'm gonna be like shirtless, like swinging my shirt over yeah. my head. I'd be like, what the hell? And, I'll look, and then I'll look down and be like, oh, I'm shirtless. How did that happen? Oh shit. Yeah. We'll both be wearing cowboy hats. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Anyway, let's go. Oh, Like a woman. All right, so partway into the listening of this, Josh was like, "Oh yes, I have heard this song before." Oh, definitely, definitely heard that one before. Um, so I kind of want to hear, I kind of want to hear your take on it first because I definitely have my own opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you? I will. I want to hear your thoughts because I'm curious. Well, one is, I was struck by. Like, it's interesting how top 40 music, there's, they sort of, there's noticeable trends and patterns because they're, it's like mainstream music and they're trying to do what's hot. Mm -hmm. So like, I was like, damn, like, I was just, the sound of the, like, the drums being so obviously like synth. Yeah. Like with this song and the last song, I was like, wow, I guess, like, I wonder if that was just like a really big thing back in, in 99. Yeah, I think it, I think it was. Um... Like it honestly the intro had like a slightly similar like two synth plastic vibe to it. That so I was like, oh this is okay. You mean with those initial like ba 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 da da ba ba like those um, hits? No, I like the, I like that synth. I like that that hook and that synth, but the the immediately on the first verse when it's like just synth drums and oh, some kind of hokey okay. like like oh just like the and, her singing yeah. the verse like her voice I like but yeah. that first verse I was like okay this kind of has that like plastic karaoke vibe okay yeah. but then that hook though the bam bam banana like I like that hook in that in that tone mm-hmm. but then when the chorus hit I was like oh shit this is a really good hook like cor- yeah. that chorus is really good yeah it's a total sure. banger like yeah so catchy and it has like a really good strong melody and it has a certain like there's like slight tension because it goes to this minor chord on the uh oh oh yeah so it's like it has a just enough fun with like just enough little undertone of like yeah life can be a bitch sometimes mm-hmm. so I was like I really like the chorus a lot um I'm like yeah if you're in the right mood like that song could be re- really enjoyable yeah um so I mean like overall I thought it was definitely a banger. Um I don't know why my mind started trailing off on like <laughs> honestly like a more depressing subject matter. Okay. Like <laughs> I, I won't I won't get into the reasons of why but my my uh-huh. mind started trailing off on um the lead singer for um the microphones, what's his name? I can't remember. Oh, Phil Phil Alverum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started thinking about him because his wife got, had cancer and died. Yeah, and he had a, and his little baby, and so he made a record about that. And I was just—I don't know why—but I started thinking about that record and being like, "Damn, that was such a powerful thing that I like want to listen to again." Was that um, a crow looked at me? Yeah, I think that's yeah. It, yeah. Dude, that album is that album like affected me on a very deep level. Actually, yeah. I remember so. 
<laughs> we're gonna t- we're gonna just change the gears really quick. We're gonna come back to Shania, but we're gonna change gears real quick. Uh, for those who don't know, yes, this album that Phil made after his wife died—it's mostly acoustic guitar and him singing, right? Like it's a very yeah. like subdued album. Yeah, from what I remember. Yeah. Um, was there anything in particular you were thinking, like any songs you were thinking about, or just like it in general? Well, the thing is, his style is so simple and conversational, and like it hardly ever rhymes. It just sounds like he's like singing his journal. Yeah, for but sure. it's it's not like it's it ha- it's there's more focus than just like a, a streaming journal. So it has that quality, but it's really. Uh, it's it's just I don't know why but I, it's just very easy to connect to and it makes you think and it makes you feel like so a couple examples are one where in the middle of a song he's describing just how when you're grieving it's so easy to be triggered and he's describing going to get the mail yeah I remember that song and getting something that she had bought for her daughter mm-hmm. that came in the mail and she's like and he's just thinking how she probably knew that she was gonna pass before the thing even came yeah 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 like that's one like really sad but like very specific beautiful sad moment that and then the other one I was thinking of is when the daughter asks where his, where the mom was yeah. and does the mom swim and then he thinks about it and he and like in some other sort of metaphysical or like spiritual way he's like yeah I guess in a way that's all she does now she's just mm-hmm. swimming and uh yeah I was like fuck man like doesn't he have a song too about like going onto like a hilltop and being like I don't know if I'm gonna like come down or like I don't know. It's something. It's something about like either his feelings about like going to somewhere isolated and like being alone. Mm. Probably honestly, like I don't remember a lot of it because I I listened to it like kind of the whole thing once, but it was mainly like three or four songs that I kind of really paid attention mm. to. Yeah, I remember listening to the whole thing and being like, "This is like clearly like a very like painful, specific thing." It almost felt weird to listen to it. I was like, am I allowed to listen to this? Like, it yeah. almost seemed, like, too personal. But, um... Yeah, no, it was really beautiful, though. It came out last year, I think. Is what yeah, I think it was last year. And I think Phil actually came out with one other release, like, a couple of months after that. Yeah, he did. I have. I don't think I listened to all of that though. I haven't either. I'm, I'm, I should stop covering. I'm like covering my mouth when I'm talking. I'm like, probably, <laughs> probably gonna be really but well, yeah, I remember. I actually heard it when I was in the middle of like working on the album that our band made about my uncle passing. Right. So I was like, it, it, that's probably another reason it sort of just like very much lodged into my. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Anyway, um, Shania Twain. Anyway, you want to talk about Shania Twain? Yeah. Um, okay, so you said, wow, that was a... I love how we can just, like, shift in and out of those topics, FYI. Yeah, such is life. That's something I always liked about you, Josh. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I love you too, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, something that... I mean, this... The Shania Twain song... I love just how completely, like, carefree and goofy it is. Like, (laughs) I love how it's, like, you know, you've got... I don't know what was going on in 1999. I don't remember. But I want to say, like, like Jewel and, like, other artists like that were were having these 
kind of intense, kind of, like, emotional, like, I'm going to bear everything, like, that I have for you, and it's going to be really intense, and we're going to go on this journey together. Yeah. And then Shania Twain just fucking comes out of nowhere and is like, you know what? Let's just have fun. <laughs> Let's just have fun. It's like girls just want to have fun, but for, like, the 2000s, you know, is what yeah. the song is. And one of the reasons why... I think one of the reasons why I love it so much... So you know how like Beyonce, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do a hot take on Beyonce. I'm just warning you that if the agency comes for me in the night, this is why. Gosh, but I've heard another such like really funny like thing about the Beyonce fans. There's Bay Agency and then there's oh Bayhive. That's what it is. Yeah. Well. Yeah, well. Bayhive. Okay. First off, it's the Bay Agency and the Beehive is what it is. Oh my bad, Beehive. That makes yeah. more sense. Um. <laughs> But I feel like Beyonce has all these songs about, like, like, she'll have these, like, these songs where it's like, I'm so cool, I'm so awesome, ladies, tell them, and then you're kind of like, but you're still just saying that you're cool and that you're awesome. Yeah. But I feel like this song specifically, like, this Shania Twain song, she literally says, let's go girls, like, once at the beginning, and then the whole other song, it's, like, very non-specific. Like, she's like, I'm gonna let it all hang out. But then she's, like, listing off the things that she wants to do that, like, is going to be her having fun. Yeah. And it's, like, a very wide variety of things. So I feel like if you're a girl and you listen to that song, you could be like, fuck yeah, like, who cares, like, what anyone thinks of me? I'm just going to, like, go out on the town and just have a good time. Yeah. Wear men's shirts. Wear short skirts. Short skirts. Uh, Let your hair down. Feel, Feel the attraction. Go wild. Yeah. Dance. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's just a fun song about having a good time. And like, I I don't know. I mean, I'm a dude, so obviously I'm not the demographic for the song, but... <laughs> but it touched my heart. <laughs> it did. And I feel like it's, I feel like the song is very like empowering, you know, like yeah. to women. Yeah. Like it's, it's a fun song, but it's also like, you can be proud of the song, you know, like you can be proud of this song being like, fuck yeah, I feel like a woman, but I'm still like going to do whatever I want. Want. Yeah, like I feel like it's a very uh, it's a very positive. Yeah, and it's saying forget to be a lady. Exactly, like you don't have to you don't have to succumb to societal norms. You can still be a woman, but you don't have to like be an upstanding lady, yeah. quote unquote. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and I really like that. Um, I really like, I really like that it's very, it feels very inclusive and yet like doesn't, I think that was my point. Like it feels very inclusive without kind of like rubbing it in your face. Like it, it feels like, like in my head when I, when I hear this song, I just, in my head, I see Shania Twain with just like a gang of women just like doing this song, you know, Mm. like it feels very inclusive. And maybe that's, maybe that's because of just like the, the the largeness of the production and just the way that everything just like fucking hits you, you know, but it feels like it's so much, it's like a subject that's so much more than itself in a way. Mm. (laughs) I realize that's a pretty big thing to say about Shania Twain. I get it. But like this, this like that chorus is fucking massive. Like when that chorus hits, you're like, Oh shit, we're in it. Like, let's go, (laughs) you know? And I feel like the chorus even like, like the, I don't know. That that's kind of its well, that's its own thing. I will say that I feel like the chorus is very powerful and it hits you hard and like you said, you know, it just like it just has that it just has that energy. Yeah. It's really good. 
It's undeniable. It is. It's undeniable. It's undeniable. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, the other thing I wanted to actually just say really quick is I don't know if you noticed, but like I feel like the chorus like has like extra measures or bars in it. Um, I wasn't paying attention to that. Or like it might. Like I don't know. I feel like it's very like an unconventionally like structured chorus. Yeah, because when she's sort of, like, listing things, yeah, it's probably, like, not an even number of measures. Because it's, like, there's that, and then there's also the, like, after the uh uh-ohs, there's, like, those extra two bars that just kind of are, like, there. Mm. Like the... And then it goes back to the beginning again. Right. Like, it's it feels very, like, unconventional, and yet, like, the energy just, like, keeps pushing it forward. So, like, I don't... Like, I didn't even really notice until I was giving it, like, an analytical listen just now. Right. And I've heard the song, like, lots of, like, an embarrassing amount of times. Right. Um, I don't know. I think that's really interesting. Did you. did you did you feel anything from that at all, specifically from no, that meter? No, nothing, nothing seemed, like, out of place or odd mm. meter or, like, you know, mm-hmm. meter-wise. But um, if I re-listened to it, I could check, double-check. But yeah. Um, that was cool. Yeah, I had a good time with that one. Also, there was a guitar solo. It was fun and inoffensive. <laughs> I would I would say inoffensive. Yeah, it was like it was like a utility guitar line, right? For me, it was like obligatory. Like, <laughs> like okay, so our friend Renee. Mm-hmm. This is this is one of my. I have like fifty top fifty memories. That's how funny he can be. Oh my god! So this is like Renee. in the top. This is in the top fifty. Renee was on this podcast, FYI, <clears throat> uh, so a couple seasons ago. We're we're at Taco Bell, and uh, <laughs> where all good stories happen. Where all of our best moments happen in life. <laughs> um, and so he gets like a special deal, like like a five dollar box or something, right? Okay. Okay. And so. He's eating like items that he likes, and then then he starts unwrapping like the regular Joe Schmo taco, like right. just the plain like cheese lettuce taco. And he's like under his breath, he's like, "Time for the obligatory taco." <laughs> and I just started laughing so hard because I was like, "It's so true!" Like in those in those deals, they, they're always like, "Well." We'll just give you our like cheap whatever item, like just to make it seem of, like yeah. a bigger thing. So it's like you get some good shit, and then it's like, well, yeah, here's the obligatory like regular taco. Time like, for the not obligatory even supreme. Like there's no sour cream or tomato, it's right? Just lettuce and cheese and Aww. meat. So it's like for me, I was like, that's the equivalent. Like yeah, here's the obligatory guitar solo. It's like, it's like, Wait, that guitar really... solo is like a. Taco Bell taco. Oh like, my god, that's amazing. Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna remember that that <laughs> I'm remember that metaphor. I'm totally gonna use that. Yeah. Like the oblig I'm I'm oh man. Implicatory taco. No, not even just like the Taco Bell guitar solo. Yeah. Like that's what it is. I'm gonna refer to that shit from now on of the podcast. It's yeah. <laughs> like, nah, it was a Taco Bell solo. And like you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll know what I'm tacoing about. Oh my gosh. Oh damn. The puns don't stop. They never stop. Tacoing about. <laughs> sh- what was the Shania? Uh, fuck. Oh, Unshaniable. wait. Unshaniable. <laughs> <laughs> Unshaniable. <laughs> 
Like, that was a good one. Oh, man. You know what? I'm surprised that more puns haven't come out on this podcast before. Yeah. I'm not a big pun person, like... But I am, Josh. Yeah, you are, and so is our friend Gabe, who's also been on the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gabe, oh, my God. He, so much of his life was, like, <laughs> puns, and he realized that it was, like, weirding people out, so he's, like, consciously trying to stop. Oh, no. Yeah, so, like, when you started doing it, he was just like, uh, should I join in? And he's like, Obviously. No. And he's what? Like, um, yeah, oh. when, we, when we did at Vahog's party, when you were, like, started them... The pun, the like, the, or, the bad jokes. Yeah, when someone yeah. started the puns, like that was I looked at Gabe and he's like, he shook his head. No. <laughs> he's like, there's some people here that don't know shook me. Shook his head. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. He's like, I don't want these new people oh. to meet me and think I'm like this weird pun person. Okay, Gabe, I know you're gonna listen to this later, so this is a personal address to you. Um, never hold back in my presence. <laughs> if I'm around. You have full permission to use as many puns as you want because I will counter you with puns. Like, like I haven't even, I mean, I already talk a lot on this podcast, but oh shit, that was my ring falling off. Oh, no. um, I haven't even gotten into the half of the puns that I'm capable of, so get on our level and don't hold back. That's all I gotta say about that. <clears throat> Well, this was a good segment. This was. I had a great time. Um, let's move on. <laughs> Shania, solid, solid plus. Um, uh, let's see what that <coughs> list is. Excuse you. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse you again. Oh, I don't have a. Th- I don't have a second one. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Do you know... Oh, wait. Oh, this isn't the... Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, The song we're doing is I Do Parentheses Cherish You by 98 Degrees. Are you ready? You sounded disappointed. Because... It was right on the line, so I had to make a snap decision. I thought the one above it was, I don't want to miss a thing. Um, But not Aerosmith. Wait, no, it is Aerosmith. I was going to say that was the one it originally landed on, and then I fucked it up and moved it. Um, No, this is the one we're doing. Well, okay, okay, this is kind of awkward because I fucked it up. It's either 98 Degrees or Aerosmith. So what do you think? Uh, wherever the, wherever you think the finger truly was. The finger truly was on, was on I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. <sighs> okay, I think I would have, I would probably have preferred the 98 Degrees. Well, too bad, but, Josh. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes we don't all get what we what want. What would you have preferred? I would have preferred Aerosmith. Okay. Because, I mean, it's just a, well, have you, do you know what song this is? Yeah. That's okay. the only reason I said 98 Degrees is that, like, I've heard this song like, uh, a Oh, okay. But yeah, let's do it then. I've heard the 98 Degrees song, though, so it, either way, I feel like it wouldn't be truly yeah. neutral. Yeah, and I haven't heard this in a little while, so. Okay. Uh, well, let's do it. Aerosmith, Armageddon. Let's go. with you is a moment I Clarification. Uh, 
I was deceitful. I apologize. When we saw I Don't Want to Miss a Thing show up, it in fact was not the Aerosmith version at all, but in fact the Mark Chestnut version, which I assumed was a mistake, so I thought it was Aerosmith, but it was actually the Mark Chestnut version because the Aerosmith version came out in 1998 which is when Armageddon came out, and this version was actually a cover of that Aerosmith version, which somehow charted number 67, I believe? Yeah. Um, so that's the background as to this version. So this is the Mark Chestnut version that we're covering right now. Um... I'm gonna be the first to say it. This version is boring as fuck, dude. Hmm. At least in my opinion. Uh, I just... Uh, it makes me appreciate Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler really has a personality in his voice that is really not comparable. You know? I uh, I think I underestimated it. I think that I uh, assumed that that was kind yeah. of the ideal. And so hearing someone else sing it is very strange to me. I really want to hear his version, the Aerosmith, because I haven't heard that in a while. I mean, we could... Do you want to listen to it right now? We could compare? Mm, no. Okay. No. Uh, we can listen to it later. Yeah. But, um... The thing about this version... I don't, I don't want to be that guy to compare two songs and then base one off of the other's merit. I will say that this version... <laughs> There's a couple things that I would take certain uh, thing, certain issue with on this version. One of which being uh, the really loud ahs on the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> just they were just mixed a little too high for my right. liking. Um, the other thing too, which is really funny, and again, I'm, I can't help but compare it to Aerosmith, but only for this example. When someone as bombastic as Steven, as Steven Tyler isn't singing those lyrics, the lyrics are really silly, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, not not silly in the sense that it's, like, completely you can't take it seriously, but it's just it just reveals how kind of over-the-top it is. And so when someone is singing it fairly normal, I don't know... Hmm. Lines like, I kiss your eyes and thank God we're together, when it's not Steven Tyler singing it, just sounds okay. a little, it sounds like, it sounds really overdramatic, but it doesn't, like, the delivery, you don't, I don't know, it sounds too, like, it sounds too precious when Steven <laughs> Tyler's not just fucking, like, screaming it at you, you know? You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I enjoy country music. I am. I can say that I have been converted into a fan. But I don't know, man. This version just sounds... It sounds like a karaoke version, if we're going to continue that trend on songs we've been hearing tonight. This also... To me, this also fits a little bit of that karaoke vibe. For sure. Um, like the synth strings. Yeah, like, 99 was the year of the synth. Like, yeah. the drums are synth, everything's synth. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, well, I sort of agree on that. I do. I would disagree, though, for much of the other points. Like, okay, I don't think it was. I was. I don't think it was boring. I mean, okay. I can see how it's less exciting than than the Aerosmith version <laughs> for sure. Maybe I'm biased, but 
the thing is, like, I was, I was not so concerned with the Aerosmith version, so I wasn't even thinking about that when I was listening. I wasn't like okay. trying to compare it. Okay. So, I think I enjoyed the song mostly because I looked it up and and just read that it was written by a woman. Oh, interesting. And like, honestly. Had I not known that, I probably would have not enjoyed the song nearly as much. But mm. for some reason, the idea of, like, a woman writing the song made it really sort of, like, tender and sweet. And I was, like, huh. just thinking about, you know, uh, my ex and, like, how caring and, like, tender she felt towards me. And I was, like, I was like, yeah, this sounds like something April would have written me, like, when we were together. Huh. And I was like, this is a really nice song just about the moment of admiring and being thankful and so in love with someone, yeah. like, watching them as they sleep. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's related. And then the melody, like, the chords in the melody of this song, I think, are really strong. And they really emphasize, mm-hmm. they really emphasize the, the content of the lyrics. Yeah. So I think, I actually think that this song, to me, this is a more moving and better song than the other two for sure like not even close <laughs> i think that the song the way that it was written i would agree with you and that it's a more moving song i just don't know about the performance i think the way that yeah, the song no, not the performance not like yeah i would not say this guy's singing and his performance of the song was not as like I don't think it was as good as Shania. Like, I would argue that, that the way that the song is sung feels very traditional. Like, that's kind of the yeah. word that I keep coming, that I keep like popping into my head. Like, it seems like it's a very, like, it almost feels like a country standard the way that the song is performed, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, um, that being said, that key change still hit me. That bridge in the middle. Yeah. It was good. So, like, I'm able to separate like the version of the version of the song isn't the best, but the song itself, like if you strip away like production and vocal, like you know whoever's singing, yeah, I think the song in itself I like more this one more than sure Shania. Like the but, like the writing is is better, you would say. Yeah, like every like the the melody, the lyrics, the chords, like everything about this song is more. I would prefer to listen to this song than, like, the Man, I Feel Like a Woman song. (laughs) I mean, I get it, you know. Um, I'd I'd actually be very interested to hear this song sung by a female lead. Yeah, that's that's also what I was thinking. When I was listening, I was like, damn, I'd be really curious to hear this sung by a woman. Yeah. I wonder if there is a version that is sung with a female lead. Um, I really hope this doesn't fuck up my recording, but I kind of want to take a look, because... I can look it up. Well, we went to the Wikipedia entry for it. I'm going to keep track and make sure this doesn't fuck it up. Okay, so, let's see. Ooh, it look Yeah, it looks like that's the only... That's the only cover that's ever been attempted for this song, anyway. Oh, wait, hang on. Veronica Rotin? Roden, uh, she's a Maltese child singer who covered it on her debut album, named after her. But she's a child singer, but it's still a female voice. So, 
possibly that could that could get that itch. Uh, let's see. Oh, Filipino pop star Sarah Geronimo performed the song on her 15th anniversary concert in the Philippines. So that maybe we should just look this up when the episode is done and just yeah. see how I feel about it. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, everything else seemed kind of... I mean, we talked about it. Production was okay. Yeah. Vocals were fine. Yeah. Song was good, though. Well, Josh, should we embark on our final song of the evening? We should. Should we make sure... Should we just, like, force it to be top ten, or should we randomize uh, it? We should force it to be top ten. Yeah. Let, you know, I'm not I'm not one to not cheat. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, let's see... Ooh, okay. Wow, these are all really good songs. Okay. Oh, I'm so, so within the top ten, I'm just gonna fucking go like that. So okay, and uh, ooh, okay. This is fine. Actually, no. Fuck it. I'm gonna choose between these three because they're all really juicy. You ready? Okay. Stop. Okay. Uh. <laughs> It was the least juicy. Man, it's so hard to choose based on our rules that we set in place. Oh. Because I actually meant to go for that one. Should we do that one? I can see. Oh, um. Or wh- no. which one are you saying, uh, to? Because we should review that one. Kiss me. Oh, the sixpence on the richer Dude, side? I fucking love Okay, can we just, like, look? Can we just announce the top ten? Okay, top ten from 1999. <laughs> I wish we could just oh, have people vote live. Believe by share. Yeah, Believe by share is number no one. No Scrubs. No Scrubs oh, is two. Shit. Angel of Mine by Monica is three. Heartbreak Hotel is number four. Baby One More Time oh, yeah. is five. Kiss Me oh. six. Genie in a Bottle is seven. Yeah. Every Morning is eight. Nobody's Supposed to Be Here by Deborah Cox is number nine. Uh-huh. And then Live in La Vida Loca is number ten. So right. out of uh, out some, of those, gems there. there are some gems. Um, you know what? I actually think that be, due to bias, I kind of want to re-roll because I feel like I fucked it up due to bias. No scrubs, man. No scrubs. I know. And L- kiss me. Let's right. do it again because we might, <laughs> or you might be able to cheat the system. Can we just pick? Or sh- well, oh man, we should just pick. What do you want? You want kiss me, don't you? I want kiss me or no scrubs. What would you pick if it were you? If it were me... It'd be living... <laughs> it'd be living Levina no, Loca. Really? <laughs> but, no, uh, we've already had one flamboyant song tonight. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's between Kiss Me and No Scrubs, clearly. Although Believe is a fucking banger, but we... That is a banger. But Believe, we already know how we feel about it, so it's less interesting. I would actually like to do Kiss Me, because I would love to hear your actual honest opinions on that song. Yeah, honestly, and I haven't heard that in a while, so I feel like... I might be like romanticizing that song. Hearing it analytically might yeah. be interesting. I might hear it and be like, okay, that was kind of average. Yeah, let's uh, let's do it. Yeah. Kiss me by Sixpence on the Richer. Oh, let's go. That was that did not disappoint. No, that was that was just as beautiful as I remembered. That was absolutely delightful. I feel like when I was a kid, all my friends would be like, ah, "Kiss me." That song is so cheesy, <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck you guys! That song is awesome." Yeah. No, I love that song. <laughs> I do too. Um, 
I always loved that song. And then when I was like 17, I saw the film She's All That. Oh, yeah. With uh, Rachel A. Wood. Is that song in it? And it is in it. And I like, I always uh, liked that song. But then when I saw that movie, I was like, oh, gosh, I have such a crush on Rachel A. Wood. <laughs> and I was like, this is making the song even better. <coughs> That's fair. Um... You know who I have a crush on is Lee Nash, a.k.a. the lead singer of Six Months in the Richer. Um, she's really nice and really charming and pretty cute. Um, she's just great. She just seems like a Lee great Nash. human. Lee Nash. I'm going to look her up. Do it. Um, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really funny discussion. <laughs> oh, it. God. Let's not get into <laughs> Fucking do it. <laughs> do it already. He's just sitting there. I told you to do it. We're <laughs> getting more and more, more frustrated. Just do it. Do it. Um, no, why are guys coming up? I want to see Lee uh, Nash. Just look up Six Pets on the Richer and then just hit her name. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, again, I feel like because we're doing songs from the 90s maybe I have some bias uh, towards <laughs> the acts that we're covering but Six Months on the Richer has always struck me as a band that everyone kind of slept on because I don't think they were ready for them like I think the like the folk rock revolution didn't really hit until like the mid 2000s right <clears throat> Even though Six Months on the Richer got... I think the song was, like, number six, right? Yeah, they are ahead of their time. They were ahead of their time. I mean, this song has a goddamn melodica solo on it. <laughs> like It's beautiful. And it's it's great. It sounds like an accordion. It's be- it's a beautiful moment. Um, I just don't think people were ready for this band at all. Um, they did that cover of There She Goes. I love that. Which is, I love that, too. I love the so original, good. and I love their cover, too. Yeah. They're both amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, God, my heart is melting. I know. I'm telling you, man. Uh, and I was telling this to Josh, actually, in between. But th- the whole album that Kiss Me is on is so good. And, like, y'all need to do yourselves a favor. I know that all of y'all who are listening slept on that album because you were probably born in the 90s and were like, oh, this is the one song that I know. But seriously, do yourself a favor and listen to the Sixpence None the Richer album. It's their self-titled album. It's the one that this song is on. Just listen to it. It's so good. It's so underrated. There's so many great songs on it. Um... And they're all songs that are very, like, like chill. They, they aren't songs that hit you hard, but they're songs for, like, driving at night or, like, just chilling out in the evening at your place. Just listen to it. It's so good. Uh, her voice is just, like, immaculate. The guitar work is actually all really tasteful and nice. They have, like, a, viol- a violin and a cello that play with them. Hmm. So there's, like, a full range of sound. I don't know. Um... But we're not really talking about the song right now. No. Um, what can be said about this song? I think that what people make fun of a lot when they talk about this song is the lyrics. Because I think they're very whimsical. They're a little whimsical. But it just creates a nice mood, even though it's kind of whimsical. It creates this, like, slightly magical, but very sweet and tender and vulnerable, like, moment. Yeah. And and her voice and the chords like 
God, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I have nothing bad to say about the song. It's, I, I don't really have a lot to say bad about it. It, it, like, it ignites the sort of, like, hopeless romantic in me that is usually just dead. <laughs> I hear this song, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, my heart. Like, <laughs> yeah, I need sure. a girlfriend. Oh, for like, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that one thing that I will say is that, for me anyway, the whimsy is is acceptable to me because of again like you said like how pure the delivery and how pure like the song is like this song doesn't feel like it's trying to like take advantage of that whimsy and it doesn't feel like it's trying to be like oh I'm like a manic pixie dream girl like it feels like it's very much like this is me and like this is a a a, like mode of self-expression and I'm gonna like share it with you and it is kind of like whimsical and kind of silly but it's also very like romantic and yeah it's just cute it captures this moment of total surrender where it's like this person's so in love and like all of their attention and focus is on like this other person yeah um yeah exactly it and I I think I think that's a really good way of saying it, too. Like, it's a moment of surrender. Like, you can't really listen to this song and be, like... Like, if I feel like if you have any walls up and you listen to this song, you're probably going to read it as just being like, oh, yeah, the song's, like, really goofy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you just need to take a chill pill and accept the fact that this song is cute as fuck yeah. and you should appreciate it. <laughs> um... And honestly, like, the the drums are actually fairly interesting in the back. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to the drum track on Kiss Me, but do it. Do it. Do it. It's a lot more interesting than you'd think. Um, the guitar tone is really nice. It also has a Taco Bell solo, but, like, it's very tasteful and, like, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's, it doesn't feel like, look at me, I'm a solo. Like, it just feels like part of the song, you know? Yeah, I agree. I feel like this was... It blended in a less, like, annoying Taco Bell way. It mm-hmm. was just like, you know, this is here. Just enjoy it. Like... It's, it's yeah. continuing the mood. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if she, you know... She says kiss me, like, ten times. She only needed to say it once. I would have kissed her. <laughs> After the first time, I'd be like, oh, yes. Dude. We're going to make sweet babies, <laughs> and we're getting married. But again, like, this yeah. song, I think if you take out the babies part, like, this song isn't even about sexual love. It's just about, like, cute-ass, like, I have a crush on you, and I yeah, want to no, kiss you. Not even, like, yeah, we're going to make, like, stork babies. Like, <laughs> yeah, stork like, babies. Yeah, I don't mean, like, sex. I just meant, like, we're so in love that we're getting married and having a family. Yeah, exactly. Through storks. Exactly. Because... Sex is not pure enough. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Seriously, no, that's what it feels like. Yeah. It's like this song is just so cute. Like I can't even imagine anything dirty happening because of this song. The love that is so intense between our stares will create you to have a pregnancy. Yes, will create you. Will make you have a pregnancy. Not even have a pregnancy. Yeah. It's just like a child's just gonna appear next to you, yes. like yeah. in like a little like like a a leaflet. Of like, yeah. like a lettuce leaflet will unfurl and there'll just yeah. be a child there. <laughs> um. Anyway, this song is really fucking cute. If anyone, don't don't <laughs> at me. This song is cute. If anyone wants to argue, fucking hit us up. We'll argue about it. 
comment on our Facebook and be like, hey, I don't like kiss you, kiss me, and I'll be like, listen, we're going to talk about this. Right, listen, we're not friends. <laughs> listen, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. You're blocked. <laughs> you want to have a block? <laughs> Get blocked by 40s and 40s say that you hate kiss me. <laughs> um, anyway... Let's rank these. Let's rank the, this this strange smattering of songs. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you want to go um, first? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, go for it. So one is "Kiss Me." Cool. And there's, <laughs> you know why? We just talked about why. Okay. Now I like this because I feel like you're gonna be like, "What's his number two? I I yeah, I'm very curious. Shania gets number two. Okay. Okay, Shania gets number two because. It's a banger. The chorus is really good, and her her performance is very good. Yeah. Like the song in itself, I I like a little bit less than I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. But in terms of the versions we heard, I would rather hear the Shania Twain Shania Twain song. And like, yeah. That that's a great banger type tune for sure. So she gets number two, and then. Number three is I don't want to miss a thing because okay. I think it's a great song. I think lyric and melody and like the, just the emotions in it, like yeah. I I personally relate to and like, but it was too much of a karaoke, like, you know, here's some random country guy singing it, yeah, thing going on. So I was like, eh, but it's a great song. I think it's a great song. And then of course number four is the McIntyre guy. Cause <laughs> That was just like Literally it, The only thing that song Had going for it Was two key changes Yeah And I was like Okay it's Two key changes are strong They're strong But are they enough So There's my like Minute Review <laughs> And Seth Take the stage Oh man and Go off On it I, okay, I'm really self-conscious since I was editing the last episode, and I fucking just went on, so I'm going to try to keep it brief. Um, my, my number one and my number two were actually pretty conflicted in my head because I like them both so much, but I think I'm going to edge it out, and I think I think Kiss Me is going to be number one. Uh, I just think it's such, like, more than any of the other songs, it creates a fucking, it creates a vibe, you know? Like, Shania Twain... And even the other ones do create vibes. That was me poorly trying to hide what my number two is. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, there's just something so pure and wholesome about about Kiss Me. Very few songs that I've heard since then have ever captured that same vibe. You know? Okay, really quick. Yes. I said Rachel A. Wood. Oh my god, I can't believe I said that. It's uh -huh. Rachel A. Cook that I had Ooh, a crush on. Okay. okay, there you go. Got it. She's all that? That was the movie? Yeah. Okay. Rachel A. Cook, not Wood. Got it. Uh, sorry if there's a Rachel Lee Wood out there. Sorry about that. Yeah, I don't have a crush on you. I mean... Go on, so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Kiss Me's great. <clears throat> Uh, I'm just gonna fucking submit that as number one. <clears throat> I feel like I don't need to explain myself. Just if you feel like you're listening to that song and you're like, I don't know why they put as number one, as number one, then you need to fucking step back, take a deep breath. No one's judging you. No one's calling you uncool. Just appreciate the song for what it is. You know, just just sit back and let 
Lee Nash's voice soothe you, possibly entrance you. Or as Josh would say, your heart is dead and you are incapable of love. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like that song. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, yeah, that's the, that's the argument. Uh, number two is definitely feel like a woman because it's not my number one. And it would be normally if Kiss Me was not the last song we reviewed. Um, that song is just such a fucking banger, even to this day. It was in a Jeep commercial, and I still liked it. Uh, <laughs> it's just a great song for all the reasons that we said. Shania's voice is great. Even the top. Exactly. Exactly. God. That's going to be stuck in my head for, like, at least a week. Yep. Yep. Just the chorus right now is just fucking. It's that and 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 Sixpence's "Kiss Me" are competing for spots in my brain, and it's very strange, but I kind of like it. Um. Anyway, yep. Nothing more to say about that. Number three is hard because I had issues with both of the other songs, but I think ultimately I agree with Josh. I don't want to miss a thing. Is number three. Because the song is written very, very well, even if I did not personally like the performance as much. <laughs> um, again, it's probably due to bias. It's probably due to a couple other things. But ultimately, the writing is very strong. So I feel that. Number four, <laughs> of course, is the... Uh, wait. Uh, Stay the same. Yeah, that one. It's, you know, dude, two key changes, very strong out the gate. But uh, you can't just rely on those to carry you. You gotta write more of a song than that. So, sorry, man. You have to write more of a song. Than yeah, that. I mean, yeah. you can't just you can't just throw two key changes into a song and be like, "Sweet, it's done." Fucking <laughs> check, check, next track. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Was it Jason McIntyre or Josh McIntyre? Josh McIntyre. Jordan McIntyre. Jethro. <laughs> yes. I think it was Jethro McIntyre. Jethro McIntyre. Dude, what a fucking name. Oh my god. Jethro McIntyre. <laughs> Can you imagine going to school and going through roll call? Joey. It was Joey McIntyre. It was Joey McIntyre. Oh man. Jethro McIntyre is a great name, though. Someone should take that name someday if they haven't already. Bocephus. <laughs> Bocephus. <laughs> Wait, would it be Bocephus McIntyre? Um, no, it would be like Cher, just one name. <laughs> no, that was when I was in 10th grade. Like, my friends and I, we came up with like this really funny hick character, and then we named him Bocephus. Bocephus. It's a solid ass, <clears throat> solid ass name. Yeah. I think you told me about that, possibly. Bocephus is a good name. Bocephus. It's a name for the people. I mean, named by the people, by for, and for, for the people. <laughs> Um, anyway, I guess that concludes our fantastic 1999 episode. You thought I was getting into 1990. You thought wrong. <clears throat> um, tune in next week for when we uh, actually cover something relevant. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode's irrelevant. Just kidding. <laughs> Shania Twain and Sixpence on the Richer will always be relevant. Fucking fight us. Dare you. Um, but yeah, hope you're uh, having a lovely day or night whenever you're listening to this. 
And um, don't drink and drive, please. <clears throat> don't on do New it. Year's. It's not worth yeah. it. Yeah, don't drink and drive on New Year's. Come just on. Just spend the night or take a test. Just spend Uber. the night at that cute guy or girl's place that you're probably <laughs> at right now, listening to this podcast. You're Together, prob- yeah. You're probably sitting there being like, That's oh, what gee, they do. I wonder if they're going to let me crash at their place. Listen to Kiss Me and then you'll have a great night. Ex- Dude, exactly. Listen to Kiss Me on New Year's with your crush. Oh. And then kiss at midnight. Oh, Uh, man. I guarantee you. I guarantee you it's going to turn out well. I need to find someone to kiss at midnight. ASAP. Dude, get on that. Just start calling people. Texting, maybe. Uh, Maybe calling is too strong. uh, Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm Seth. I'm Josh. (laughs) And you guys are great. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Uh, May we have much more content for you in 2019 full of fun retro reviews such as this one and uh you guys just uh you guys just have a kind of a great little night you hear oh yeah baby just that was weird <laughs> no i wasn't that weird. was great i was yeah i was into that um do you have anything to say to the viewers josh in the new year um i would say Try to stick. Try to stick to your New Year's resolutions, but don't beat yourself up. Beat yourself up if you don't. Mm. And also, if you don't even make a resolution, that's also totally cool because whatever. Yeah, that's great. I agree with that. <laughs> anyway, you guys are the best. Uh, thank you so much for listening and supporting us over this year. More content in the future. Uh, yeah, have a lovely day or night. And we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.